people. Yeah, and what about it? You're a greedy bottom. Um, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, no one loves you back. Oh, uh, oh. I'm Jay Day. Hi, I'm Leslie. And we're homo in training, and we're a variety show. He's the homo, I'm the training. <laughs> She's the in. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we change topics every week. Every fucking week. What do we do this week? This week is our double feature, and mm-hmm. this is where we feature two things, or two items, objects, persons, what have you, that we're into, currently vibing into, tried, or are really promoting. We are not sponsored by any of these things that we talk about, but if it was to catch someone's right ear, we wouldn't be opposed to it. But yeah. Girl, so, you can do it in my ear. Yeah, but this is this is usually where we also do like um, a quick check-in to see what's, what's the vibe. And then we jump right into what we're featuring. So with that being said, Jay, what are you into? Like, what's your day? What What's the vibe this morning, afternoon? I did a stripping on my hair. I did a color strip. I don't know. I can tell. I was going to, like, tell? I was looking at you. It looks lighter, right? Yes. No, I was looking. I was like, is it me or is it just a lot lighter? Yeah. And the chemicals have not left my head. Okay. And it's very jarring. So we could be passing out in this room. You, I you could, didn't want to tell me. We are dead um <laughs> but i've had this like i i did like a spring cleaning of my closet um and i had like this color remover and i was like saving it for a client that would eventually want it but nobody wants a color remover like it's very aggressive it's basically like bleaching your hair but not as aggressive it's just like you're opening up the hair strand to let all the color out mm-hmm. but when it's open that's what feels dry that's yeah. what makes it feel really bad so i did that and Bitch, I fucking scrub my head. But and it's, it's it's still like the residue and everything. I don't know. I okay. literally clarify washed it three times. Oh, shit. And then this morning, I also washed it two times with shampoo again. Okay. And it's still there. So maybe tonight, another wash. We're praying. <laughs> we're, we're praying. We're praying. Um, okay. How was your day? My day was good. I was at the gym, as I usually am on <laughs> Saturday mornings. And I was telling Jay that I like kind of hurt myself like i hurt myself you broke your back and i basically my back <laughs> is broken the discs are you know i'm not even gonna say it um but i was doing a hacksmith machine so for you guys that don't know what it is it's like an upright squat machine that does support you for some reason like i was feeling a lot of pressure like in my lower back because i'm stupid so i kept doing the the reps she was like this hurts let me just keep doing it a little <laughs> bit more And then when I tried to go in for my second set, I was like, oh, no, this really hurts. Mm -hmm. And so it did throw off the rest of my leg routine because I couldn't really do any bending. Not that I couldn't. It was just like pressure. So I had to do like lighter um, leg exercise, which was fine or whatever, because I was like, maybe I can just focus on like uh, flexibility and my um, just the way that I move with the weights. But I did go and buy like these little patches that are like icy hot. Oh. And I think that will make, I think that will help. Okay. I think that will help. Um, But yeah, that's what I did. I just had like a busy morning, had to like do that. And then I was like, oh shit, like here I go talking about being flexible and shit. And then I'm like, oh, that kind of, so I'm going to take it easy. I got a little too confident. So I'm going to take it a little easy for the <laughs> next few days because people do severely hurt themselves and I don't want that to be me. So yeah. I am. Uh, Gonna take it. I'm gonna take a seat. Okay, someone's seat. giving themselves grace. I sure am. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, let's let's talk about what we love. Actually, but first, listen to this commercial because we have to buy the things that we love. Yeah, so. and I need a lot of money to buy what I want. <laughs> 
Jones. What? God. What are we I'm doing? so excited. I I hope that I can transmit the excitement that I'm feeling for this double feature. You're, you're transmitting something. I'm freaking transmitting. I am featuring the one, the only Strome, S-T-R-O-M-A-E, also known by his legal name, Paul Van Heve. It's a Dutch <laughs> pronunciation. Oh, he's cute. He is super cute. He's cute. But Strome is actually a play on a play on words for the word maestro. Um, M A S M A E S T R O. It's just like he flipped the syllables. Um, and I think what's really interesting is that it's um, it's I guess a slang a slang in French. Yeah, it's slang in French for something. It's not a palindrome because it's not the same. Oh. Um, but um, it's just a play on words. But in maestro in in, in Spanish and in some other languages that I think share the same, um, I guess, word or whatever roots. Maestro means just you're the teacher, you're the professor, you're, 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 the, you're the master, you're the, you're the man. And I just, I don't know if he knew that he was doing that. Um, but yeah, his legal name is Paul Van Heve. And he is a Belgian singer, songwriter, rapper, and musician. Um, he has Rwandan roots. His dad okay. was from Rwanda. Let me tell you, 90% of you know who Stromae is. And you think you oh, don't. You think you don't. But he literally had everyone's attention in 2009 with his song, Allures on Dance. Oh, my God. Um, be, which you're became, so, which you're, became, that is so niche. Which became number one in several European countries and made a crossover to the USA because Kanye remixed it. So the really, really cool thing about Stromae is that he is gay. Uh, just an amazing artist. Like his main genres are hip hop, house, electronic, electro pop, newbie, and euro dance. In this recent album that dropped March fourth, a week before his birthday, he's so calculated. He's so fucking calculated. Is the first album that he drops in eight years, and he called it Multitude. And the reason that he called it Multitude was because he often, when he's on stage. He takes on the persona of just different characters. He's very animated. And even in his music videos, um, with all the songs that he's released in, I guess, his his musical career, he often does portray whoever he's singing about. Um, Stromae is also very much known for singing about dark subjects um, with a light and, and bouncy and just fun and dancey beat. For example, one of the main singles from his album back in like 2009 um, or 2013 was uh, Papa Tui. And Papa Tui is such a cool song. Eh, eh, Papa Tui, uh, uh. He is actually talking about how his, di- his dad died in the Rwandan War. And so just very serious like like topics that he's like, that's the thing about me. He's like, I like talking about things that actually matter to me but putting a beat in it mm-hmm. because no one likes to talk about these things and he's yeah. like, they matter. Yeah. And so he is just, I've just been like flabbergasted and I've just been almost speechless because this album that he dropped March 4th is a long time coming. He had not dropped something in eight years wow. and a few, a whole album, a whole album in eight years. Like Rihanna who? What? 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 
let me not get ahead of myself, but um, he had disappeared for a while because he was very upfront about anxiety and his mental health. And he's like, I want it in interviews now. He's saying, he's like, I just wanted to like live a life. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got married. I had a child. And those are very important things to me. The last time that he actually released something other than this new album called Multitude is that he decided to work on other projects like his fashion line called Capsule 5 that he actually has with his wife, who is a fashionista. Oh. Her name is Caroline. And the song that he wrote a song, it was a single that he released in 2018 called Defeal. And the song was curated specifically for his fashion line. And it refers to models walking down a runway um, to to whiz by. It invokes themes of just like the aesthetics and and how fast life passes by. Because when you're a model and you're walking down a runway, you're just zipping zipping down the song is almost six minutes it is the prettiest wow. fucking song when he dropped this in 2018 i knew where i was i said stromay i listened to that baby through and through day and night and i was like will this man will this man release music and he had not actually like commented anything about working on anything um he had helped i read someone somewhere produce a music video for Billie eilish okay um so still within that realm but him not really composing anything and releasing it okay even though in interviews that i've been reading he says i never really stopped working on anything i just wasn't releasing anything like i was venturing out in this fashion line which i am a proud owner of some of his items um which are unisex because he is very much known for his aesthetic as well like i encourage you all to look him up like he has a very specific aesthetic and a very distinctive physique androgynous kind of look a very very pretty man like he could get it you know what i'm saying yeah it's amazing to see an artist like dive into other projects but it's also amazing to see then come back after such a long time and be just as good and even better i really love this man i uh, this new album that he released called Multitude, um, which he's touring all over, and he, his tour just started uh, for his Europe leg. And then for all you folks that are going to the Coachella um, this year, he will be performing. And let me just say, I saw this man perform the last time that I was at Coachella back in 2016. One of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. And mind you, he performed when he hadn't released music in forever. Like... He was out here. He brought out Kanye West, and that was before, you know, things got crazy with Kanye. But um, an amazing, an amazing performer, dude. He dances. He engages the crowd. I remember he'd be like, does anyone speak French? And French, oh, let's just have French. Does anyone speak English? Can I have Espanol? He's like, well, let's talk all of them. And then he would, like, do his little, like, singing and, like, dancing and stuff. I just... Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's almost emotional because I just... <laughs> Why? Why do you love these skinny, breathy boys? What do you mean? I love the art behind it, dude. This album, Multitude, he's when you listen to it, and I will be playing it tonight. (laughs) When you listen, strap in. When you listen to it, dude, he takes you through a narrative, like a journey. Mm. He he talks about mental health in this new album. He talks about the fact that um. He's our father and jokingly, like in one of the songs, he's like, you know, being a dad is amazing, but this is why we can only do it once a, once, once a year. Referring mm-hmm. to the fact that like you're so busy as a dad or even like um, he has a song that was his first single and this is single back in October of 2000, 
was it October or December? It was towards the end of last year called Sante, which means cheers in French. And this one was an ode to the essential workers. Oh. He's like an ode to the people that he's like can't celebrate when we're celebrating. And in the NPR interview, he said that he's like, I actually got inspired by, you'll like this, or maybe you won't. He's like, by the lady that cleans our home, her name is Rosa. After a party, he's like, I wanted to make a celebration, a dancey song, because you had these folks that kept the economy going that didn't get enough like recognition and not even enough monetary. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that monetary right, uh, compensation or anything, but just really saying like, we see you, I see you, and I'm so appreciative of you. And then he released a song, um, and the second single about a month ago called Les Infos, which is called Hell. And that's where he talks about the fact that he's had suicidal thoughts mm. and that he's not proud of them, which ties into some of the episodes where we've talked about feeling really guilty and ashamed of just some thoughts that we may have. He talks about that and just talks about very just like dark subjects, but also very meaningful mm. beliefs in a way of how he moves in the world. And he's really excited to tour. He said that before, um, before, you know, he disappeared, that he... Um, he didn't know how to balance the work life. He's like, before you know, in the last album that I was working, Racine Career, which means Resquare in English, he's like, I would be in the studio for 24 hours. He's like, but for this album, I was like, you need a balance. He's like, yeah. I was there like a normal job, nine to five, mm-hmm. and nine to five is what I did. I did what I could then, and then I came back. He's like, it wasn't as pressured. It's just like seeing an artist really be able to to try to do it all. Not only continue to provide extremely exquisite like work, but also knowing that they're living their life. And he's like, I'm, I'm a lot happier now. Yeah. And I'm in such a good place that now he's so excited to tour, um, doing the Europe leg, going to be at Coachella, doing a short Ameri- North America tour um and then next year doing more touring which if everything aligns yeah. i'm gonna go see him and i i i just really value artists a lot that that put um their values and and then put almost everything into their into their work but also bring in um other elements in this album he he said that the point is that you won't be able to pinpoint oh this is a euro beat He's like, I I brought in so many people to help me. He's like, from um, from like um, people that could play Chinese instruments, like specific Chinese instruments, to um, even elements from like um, the Mexican, like ranchero type of like um, like beats that you'll hear here and there, and mix it all up. He's like, mm. the point is that you can't tell like, oh, this is a very dancey album. Mm. He's like, I pulled from from everything Mm. and he owes it to his mom because he's like when we were young he's like we didn't have a lot of money but my mom really emphasized this traveling a lot Mm. and getting able being able to be exposed to different cultures which is why i think he's so humble and really has humility in in his work and the way that he shows up so moms moms be out here so please please go listen to his new album it's actually very depressing because it's only 36 minutes can you you I just, he said, I'm not even going to give you an hour, you bitches. I'm going to give you 36 minutes, but it, it's the best 36 minutes. I, I'm a new person. I, um, what? I just, I'm just, I'm just so happy dude, because it, it's just when you're an artist just like stays true to himself, but is so different mm-hmm. and he's just so happy now, you know, yeah. to know that he wasn't happy then. 
but was still kind of giving us, you know, music or whatever. And to know that, like, he's like a dad now, yeah. you know, his experiences are so different. Um, and that he so carefully worked on this to give out to the world. And I don't think he has any expectations. You know, I think it's like, here it is. Here's something that I worked on. It wasn't rushed. It was at my own, my own pace. Um, and I was so uh, methodical and, and intentional and, and just detailed about the way that I wrote this album mm -hmm. and trying to be relatable to you all out there, his fans. So if you can, it's called Multitude. It's on all major platforms. If you are going to Coachella, I highly recommend seeing him. Um, it doesn't matter that you speak French. I should preface the whole album is in French. Oh, it there is. We go. It just. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It is. It is such an experience, and I think that says a lot about an artist. If you can get hype. Yeah. And not even understand, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. I, I, I can feel, I can feel in some of these songs, like his, yeah, like his, his passion for it. I can feel the feeling he's trying to invoke and, and, um, just, yeah, I don't know. He, I, he did a very beautiful job. And if you're interested in looking into new artists or if you're taking Duolingo French classes like myself, or I don't know if you're just wanting to listen to something completely different and see if you can vibe to it. Um, we did mention this in our BTS, um, fucking out uh, a episode a long long time ago it's like sometimes it just doesn't matter that you don't understand the language it's just like to be able to still be like what a nice beat like oh that was a transition of the violin right is that a cello right. you're just like oh shit okay yeah. he has yeah. a whole orchestra in here yeah. um i think it's great and once again yeah if you can catch him in i don't know if you're in europe or whatever because we do got europe listeners you um, Hey. If you can catch him in any of his uh, North America or Europe uh, tours, I would highly suggest it. And once again, if you are going to Coachella and you can catch him, I highly, highly suggest it. I can only imagine after taking a hiatus of touring for such a long time that he is bringing you all the energy and all the outfits. That's Stromae. That's who I've been so excited about. Can you follow up with something as cool as Stromae? Um, actually, I can. Okay. I think I think better. No. Okay. Um, I'm featuring. Someone who is also touring, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, but I'm going to give a special shout out for various reasons. I'm going to feature my girl, Panjani Heels. And listen, we came out with an episode about Drag Race Thailand. I don't know if anyone remembers, <laughs> uh -huh. but we did talk about Panjani. We talked about the host. We talked about her background, you know, winning competitions, being the host, being the top drag queen of the world. Mm -hmm. So one of the things about Pangina is that she's on a new show called Drag Race UK versus the World. And mm -hmm. it's a very controversial season. Spoiler alert, she gets eliminated. Wrongly, unjustly. Let me tell you guys, Pangina has been slaying the competition since, since the moment she walked in on that competition stage. She was giving the girls more than they could handle. There was four episodes. She won half of them. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't, I don't know. Because by the fifth episode, she went home. So she was on top. And they sent you her. You want to be on top? Oh, they, but they sent her home because she was winning. Okay. I mean, that that she was the biggest threat. And when it took, when the girl said, like, basically sending her home saying, like, it's about time that we start winning. Mm. Pretty much, like, she's been winning this whole time. Like, we're here too. Yeah. So I can kind of get that. But also, my resentment runs deep. Yeah. And I want to feature her because... Nobody understood the love 
I think we you, you love Pangina, right? Yeah. I don't think people understood the love we have for Pangina until she came out on the show because Jack Race Thailand is super niche. Yeah. We talked about it in our thing that it's really hard to find and it's not like talked about at all because racism and because of how difficult it is to watch because of subtitles and you know, people hate subtitles. But with this, America really got to see her because this show was available to more people. Mm-hmm. Everybody online loves her, dude. Everybody online has fan accounts now. You don't, you don't think like people in like the states knew that much about her until she got on this show? No. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about like Simone got make type of like popularity, no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. But now I think she finally got the recognition and the respect that she got because one of the things too that Angel said is like. When I see her on this show, he's like, I expect a lot from her because she's a judge. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the cool thing about the UK versus the world is that she's the only judge, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people had a lot of expectations for her and nobody really knew who she was. So when she came out the gate slaying it day after day, people were like, oh, no, she's 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 a real deal. She didn't come to fuck around. I did see the episode where she got unfairly eliminated, and I just can't believe they did her like that for many many reasons. No, Pangina, I know her because of Drag Race Thailand and of, you know, the way that she would show up. But I've also seen her perform because I've seen videos of her perform. And I often think I'm like, damn, like, Pangina is like, this bitch is practicing. Like, this bitch is, like, this is a job for her. Like, she is, like, giving it her all. And just to hear her talk about how much she connects to Drag Race and and um, all of that, it's just, I don't know, it's 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 very neat to see her, like, show up and show out. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very, like, happy for her. Not that she got eliminated, but happy that, she, like you mentioned, now she has more recognition than what she did before to help her propel her forward because you have some of these girls here in the states who it's like that's who you're like into like that's is this who we're giving our our diabetes like this is what we're diabetes is this who we're giving our attention to our likes like pangina takes the art seriously you know and um knowing that now this has only given her the exposure that she she deserves to maybe like help her i don't know like whatever her goals may be mm-hmm. to help her push her push her there and i know that she is touring yeah you you told yeah. me but she was touring before she, as well yeah but now she's like on a full-fledged tour like okay. that, that that's that's kind of what um that's why i'm featuring her is because she's touring right now but do you know what her tours look like is it her like dancing i I haven't been to much girls touring, so I don't really know exactly what drag queens do with the tour because they obviously do like shows at clubs and things like that. So I'm not too sure if she has openers, if yeah. other girls are performing with her. I don't I don't know. Okay. Um but um her getting unfairly eliminated sucks, but now she has the reputation as a robbed queen. Yeah. And nobody loves someone more than an underdog. And and not only like a rock queen, but like one that like really does like people wanted to see more. Now you can't see. Now you can't see until like either you go see her on tour or she's on another show. Now you can't see like what she is really capable of. Yeah. You know, because yeah, not only that, but it's like it's not like she was like bad. No, and know? I think that she's in a good spot. Um, because I think the Rob Queen is the best spot to be. Um, she is going on a, a UK tour because, you know, we're shouting out our UK followers. What's Pangina Hill's real name? Pan Pan. Pan Pan. Let me tell you, Pan Pan, Pangina, always screams though. When she was getting eliminated, she was screaming. 
<laughs> oh yeah no and like one of the things about her elimination is that it was so hard to watch it was it was just devastating and people literally dude all over the internet was like this is the most uncomfortable i've ever felt watching a girl go home because mm-hmm. usually when girls go home you're just like mm, whatever mm-hmm. but like this one was just i mean she was crying and literally, dude, it was so funny because, you know, at the end, if you guys watch RuPaul's Drag Race, at the end... You should at least watch this one. <laughs> you need to. But and RuPaul, at the end, he's always like, he's like, if you can't love this, love yourself, how long is someone going to love you? And then there's like, let the music play. And they start dancing. This one, dude, literally, she's like, let the music play. The girls were still shaking. Yeah. And they it, were crying and, and shaking. it's crazy because as RuPaul was saying, you know, if you can't love yourself, you could just hear Pinjana... <laughs> <laughs> in the back so like the judges were still shook the girls were like looking at each other like did that just fucking happen <laughs> like in the, let the music play music <laughs> like in the, right like what is happening right i was like can someone mute her make or like can we <laughs> just like literally like get out can someone go to the back and be like pinch on it Pinchai, can you actually like leave? Like, or can you not, not cry? Can you your keep microphone, it? Microphone, can you mind. keep it down? Yeah. Okay, yeah. In July, she's touring um, the UK, 11 cities. She's, 22 cities in the United States and then 11 in... She's actually ending her um, UK tour on my birthday, July 23rd at the Turquay. Turquay. Turquay? Turquay? Turquay. Wow. Um, but yeah, so she's doing big things. Booked and busy. And I I just think that she deserves everything. I'm so happy she got a chance to showcase her looks, her talent, and honestly blow the girls away because she is just beautiful in and out. Pangina's hot. <laughs> like, Pangina is beautiful and is, like, hot. And, and one of the things that we hope you guys find a way to get into Drag Race uh, Thailand, she's amazing. Do you know of any uh, USA drag queens that are a fan of her? I think they all respect her, mm-hmm. but definitely Jujube, Monique, like, Manila, Latrice, like, uh, Alaska, like, a lot of people know who she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so I wish her the best and that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.